And I'm Emma. And this is our final episode for our podcast, How Dear the Sun Rise on Anchor.fm. We're going to be doing uh, our last two chapters, chapter 31 and 32. Before we do that, we're going to give you a big summary of the entire book. Take it away, Emma. So uh, it's a memoir by Sandra Uringiamina. Um, and it's talking about her experiences living in Africa. Because as a child, she grew up in the Democratic Republic of Congo. But then they were chased out because they were different from the rest of the population there. And they ended up in a refugee camp in Burundi. But there, there was a huge massacre known as the Katumba Massacre. And from that, they were relocated to America. And she just talks about her experiences in all those places and what it's like to have to adjust to a new culture and stuff like that. Yeah, that is uh, basically what's happened so far. Uh, you know, she uh, went to college, failed to go to college because of the uh, striking flashbacks that she had because of the massacre that she was in and essentially that was uh where we kind of left off she met someone who she really liked and who helped her be able to talk to her parents again although they kind of broke off later and that's kind of where we're at right now um yeah and now it's time to start chapters 31 and 32 to finish off our book all right so time for our 30 second summaries ready we're gonna start in five seconds right three two one go emma all right so uh basically her sister adele was getting married in africa so after spending a lot of time away from her family during her breakdown she is forced to reconnect with them so that they could all go to africa together so in chapter 31 she goes back to her parents house but only her mom is home her dad's in africa getting ready for the wedding so then there's like an awkward confrontation with her and her mom and there's a lot of tension because her mom doesn't agree with like her decisions about college and her life and stuff like that and then chapter 32 she gets back and we're done well that was great for chapter 31 but you got absolutely nothing about chapter 32. um so yeah obviously since we're doing two chapters this time it's gonna be a bit longer understandable um, so I guess I'll just take a crack at chapter 32 just to make sure we get both of them, all right? And we're going to start right now. All right, so in chapter 32, um, essentially they go to Africa and she has a lot of, she thinks about a lot about uh, this refugee camp that she went to and how it's uh, kind of made her had different outlooks and a better outlook about uh, the whole refugee thing and how she was so capable of going to America and all that. And the, you know, the wedding happens. And then so everything's amazing. And then all her, uh, all, everybody in her life is so supportive of, of her. And then like, yeah. And then like, well, no, you're done, you're done. no, <laughs> I wasn't, didn't get to the last part. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, what did I miss out on? Nothing really. Really? I'm pretty sure I missed out like on the, the part where like the mom like... and the daughter get back together. <laughs> Sandra, like that's like okay, the whole big thing. Is that Sandra and her mother, uh, after uh, her her mother being uh, not understanding why she left college, she finally explains all the stress that she's been having, and they have a really amazing uh, daughter mother moment, and it's just honestly really beautiful. And eventually, they do reconnect, have a stronger bond than they ever had before. It's truly amazing. And then there's that whole thing with Deborah, where she's like, Deborah's death really affected me, and it's made me. It's like taught me how just because someone's different, like you shouldn't react negatively towards that. You should like be open-minded and embrace everyone. Yeah. 
Yeah, good. All right. So uh, now we have what's next on our list for. So now we have to do the motif analysis. You hear that, guys? It's time for a nice round of motif analysis. Yeah, let's get started. All right. So what do we have to do for the motif analysis? Now? So a common, a common motif um, through, um, throughout chapters 31 and 32 is kind of like acceptance. Like not just resolution, but like being okay with what's happened. So like we kind of see that on page um, 272, which is the beginning of chapter 32, after they had just returned home from the wedding in Africa, Sandra says, after I returned home, something beautiful happened. Mom and I began to grow closer than we had ever been. So this kind of shows like how, even though they had conflicting viewpoints, both she and her mom kind of accept each other now. And that's brought them closer together. And then... Yeah, awesome. Then, uh, I super agree that the whole largest thing is acceptance. You know, also, obviously not only by her mother, but also by the people in her tribe finally accepting her you know being an educated woman which was not something that was normal for them at all like women were just uh they weren't really supposed to get an education at really and but her parents totally supported it and whoa what whoa, whoa. When, when she's talking about that that's what we're in <laughs> uh, we actually have an amazing quote that personally uh, shows how the uh, larger, uh, the older uh, male figures in her tribe actually are accepting of her getting an education as a woman. Because around this time, another uh, <laughs> great thing that happened to, uh, oh, another great thing happened to, some of the men from my time began to warm up to me. Instead of being con uh, concerned that a young mo woman was... Uh, speaking for the community, they saw that I was developing a voice that could help people understand our experience. And um, that uh, that is on page 274. Because my history really got that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, it's not, totally. Um, so, yeah, that quote just shows uh, that although it's not normal, and they, instead of what she thought, was that they were all going to be concerned. A little bit of a <laughs> uh, But, you know... Uh, it turns out that they were actually really supportive of her and that a lot of them actually had been listening to her uh, what has been going on in the United States and they were all really excited for what she had been doing. So, yeah. I think that's our motif analysis. Great. What's next is... On-the-spot analysis. It's the on-the-spot analysis. Let's get started. All right. I guess I'll take it away this time. I'm going to currently open a book, and then, actually no, Emma's opening the book, and then I am finally giving the person who gets to choose the quotes. Right, she is flipping through pages, flipping, and we'll see what we got, who knows, and it's on the last page of the book. Great, and what is the quote, Emma? But I have learned that if we want to change the world, we can't harden our hearts and shut ourselves off from other cultures. We must open up our hearts. You know what? That is definitely not the worst one we'd have so far. <laughs> All right, let's get started unpacking this. So what's literally happening is obviously there's no dialogue in her and she's not having any, any interaction with anybody. 
so essentially just was having sort of thoughts in her head and reflection about what has happened so far. And she's just uh, thinking that, you know, she needs to allow other people or she needs to respect other people's differences and just be open to that and think that it's that's the beauty of what the world is, is that we're all so diverse instead of us all being so similar. Yeah, and yep. just kind of like reflecting on what she's learned um, with her experiences and with Deborah's death and basically what you said, like, they can't just, they can't um, shut each other off just because they're different. Yeah, all right. So for the allegorical part of this, Emma, since I started this. Um, I, so she says, we can't harden our hearts. We must open up our hearts. So of course that doesn't literally mean like harden your hearts. It's an expression just saying that like you can't be emotionless. You have to understand that people are people and everyone's human. And it doesn't literally mean like open up our hearts, but more like just be open-minded and accepting of others. So, do you have anything to add on? Uh, I mean, I guess the literal part in this is very similar to the allegorical part because uh, just essentially, yeah, it's just talking about the, it's not literal words. So I wouldn't say it's hyper-relations period language. I can't think of the word for right now. That's, uh, you know, just saying that um, she needs to not open up her heart, but she needs to, uh, be more open to other people and how they are different and allow them to embrace their cultures because uh, just because they're different doesn't mean that they should be persecuted because she had that kind of experience in her own life and she knows how bad that would be. Uh, so for the <clears throat> reflection, um, so how can uh, reflection I have? Um, I really don't. I mean, to be honest, I'm, I'm white and tall and a guy. I don't get really persecuted that often. So and I I really, I mean, I guess in Colombia, um, I'm always seen as different because in Colombia, not I'm the tallest person there, and I'm also a lot whiter than everybody else. So it's a bit different, but I don't really have anything where I've been had any negative treatment towards me other than just some awkward questions. I mean, yeah, I can't really like the idea of being persecuted. Like, I can't say that I have been um but like the lesson that she's trying to teach the readers here i feel like can be applied in my life because my family is kind of really different from me they have like of course not to this extreme but like they do have a hard time like accepting people of other cultures so i just feel like sometimes I have to be the person to remind them to not be so judgmental towards others. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Um, all right. So for our last part, we have the, what's it called? The application. The application. How can we apply this to our lives? I feel like this is one is just super easy to just apply our own lives or apply it to our own lives. It's simply because we need to learn how to be uh, more accepting of other people, <clears throat> especially when we see someone else maybe Eating. Oh my god, my voice is dying at the last second. <clears throat> Alright, so, uh, you know, just applying it to like, we see other people maybe eating something different at lunch or talking uh, in a different language we don't understand, or maybe just having different um, actions that they're doing throughout the day. And we just need to be able to respect those and understand it's just a different culture that we don't understand. And just because we don't understand it doesn't mean it's weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah, kind of agree with that. Like, 
we should just like try and listen to what Sandra is saying about being accepting and understanding. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm totally okay. My voice is not dying. Um, and just accepting people. Do you need to cough? You can cough. <laughs> um, and just accepting that people might be different and that it's not scary, something that should be celebrated. Yeah. So, yeah. Great. And I think that kind of concludes our last podcast. It's time to wrap up the podcast. <laughs> that was our last podcast for How to Dare Sunrise. Oh, yeah. Even though Sandra had a demise. Oh, yeah. But don't worry because she's back now. Oh, yeah. And now she's got these things she think about. Now everybody's happy now. Her mother's happy. Her brother's happy. Everybody happy. They live in America, but that's all right. Now we're done. Good night. And goodbye.